All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Quality Control Show. I am your host, Solomon, with co-host Zach. Today, we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 2 and Uncut Gems. Spoiler alert for both of those things. Big spoiler alert. Um, Stuff happens. Big stuff. (laughs) Big stuff happens. So make sure you go especially see The Mandalorian Season 2 before listening. Um, but we're going to get right into it. The last episode's so good. Okay. <laughs> Shit, yeah. This is, okay, let's, let's, let's fucking get into it. Let's start off with how would you rate the season as a whole? As a whole. Okay, man. See, the thing is that last yeah. that last episode really like boosts it. But I would say as a whole, I'd give it an eight and a half. An eight and a half. I'd give it an eight and a half. See, my issue is I really feel like the show was very slow and almost like meandering. Mm-hmm. In the first half. Yeah. And I was not bored, but I was getting uninterested. Okay. And it, but it really picked up in the last half. I got to that point too. I think I got to that point later than other people did. But would you rate it? Just so we can get it on. Overall, oh man, but like you have to think about it as like a Star Wars fan, just the things that it did, it would have to be like a nine or a 10. Yeah. Just as, it, was good. it just feels good. It was good. But as a show by itself, I think I have to rate it lower. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would give it like a six. Oh and I can God. get into it. Yeah, but, we'll get into it. I would say if um if, if those weaker like there were some it, it, dips the in the show, very the weaker weak. points were really weak. And if you could take those out, like like a couple particular episodes mm-hmm. that I had issues with, I would put it up at like a nine and nine and a half. Like I thought it was really good. But okay, so let's talk about how it starts because. I think there's a lot of people who you included who kind of thought that like it started off slow and I didn't hate that. It reminded, it was really episodic. It reminded me of like a spaghetti Western sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. you go to a place, you do a certain thing. Just like season one was. Yeah. But that's like what he does. He's Mm -hmm. like a bounty hunter and he just has these little adventures as he goes, you know? So I think if there's like a really big problem with that, there's like a problem with the format of the story as a whole. And I think the first three episodes did it really well. Like the first episode, um, he starts off. Where, where, how did the first episode go? What happens? Well, the first one is he comes across the town, dude. The sand dragon. With the sand that dragon. was awesome. Right. I mean, like I, I love that. See, my thing was the first three episodes all did like it was. Yeah, he shows up to a place. They ask him to do something, and he does it in exchange for X, which could be boring, mm-hmm. but it was always something really cool, and they always did a really good job. Like the first one was the sand dragon. Second one was the frog lady and the ice spiders. Dude, that was crazy. And then the next one was on that really cool water planet and you meet the other man. Like, like again, format wise, they were similar, but each episode did something really cool. But I, I would say that just because you throw in a sand dragon, it doesn't make it a good episode. You know what I'm saying? Really? I mean, it was a bang. It was cool. It is. It's cool to see. The same thing with the ice spiders. Yeah. But it's like, maybe, I mean, maybe that's on me that I don't enjoy this, that that kind of episodic show where yeah. I don't feel like we're gaining anything. Okay. Like the Mandalorian isn't learning anything new. Mm-hmm. We're not moving towards our goal of finding right. a Jedi. It feels like technically he is like gaining information to get to the next step if you think about it though there was some underlying stuff he gained each episode like first episode he gets boba fett's armor which helps him later it sets it up for boba fett to true. find okay, him true second episode the spiders are scary 
but he gets he has to get the frog lady which eventually gets him to the water planet where he meets the mandalorians who come in later right and there's also the deal with like i mean uh bo katan most of our viewers probably aren't familiar with like what happens in the clone wars and stuff but bo katan the girl he meets there's a really big story behind her she's a really big character Mm -hmm. and you know she's after the dark saber and she's trying to take over the mandalorians you learn more about his background like you know, the Mandalorians that he was raised with are, you know, part of the watch. And so they're not even like real Mandalorian. They're real, but they're right. they're more of a religious offshoot. Maybe. Like, I think big things happen. It just wasn't evident at the Maybe time. it's more of like a character issue mm-hmm. where like the characters, like he's meeting people and making these relationships for later, which yeah. is valuable. Yeah. Because it sure. definitely comes into play. Mm-hmm. But the Mandalorian is almost just. I don't want to say he's like wandering through, yeah. like blundering his way through, but it almost feels like he's just meeting these people by chance. Like it's just where it leads him and they don't change yeah. him at all. And he doesn't really learn anything. Yeah. He's not really sleuthing it out himself. It's kind of just happening. To and him. it also, it always feels like some other person is like, Hey, just go here. It feels like a side quest. Yeah. One of and, the, I think one of the issues that I had with, um, <clears throat> with it is just like, I mean, I had more of an issue with it last season because, when you start, it's like he's like this cold, hardened badass. But you realize he kind of has like a mm-hmm. he has a code of ethics and an honor system sort of thing. You know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. So it was more believable. But there were times where it was just like he could have dropped that dude and just taken the armor. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so it's just like, yeah. Again, I think this is what makes the show fun to watch. But it's also just like the show basically consists of people asking him to do impossible things, which he manages to do mm-hmm. in exchange for something. Right. And something helps him get ahead later, you know, in ways he doesn't expect. Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I especially, I really felt like the, the second episode, which was the, the ice spiders was a, yeah. the war, like the weakest episode. Interesting. Um, not not because of any like flaws. I'm saying weak as in like progress. So as progress wise, yeah. so we were on a mission to take this creature's eggs mm-hmm. to gain information, right? Yeah, for, yeah. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. But then then he get he meets up with the um, the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. the Republic. Yeah, they ask him for his license and registration, and, and he, he doesn't have gets that. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. It's just like. we didn't really learn much and it was, it felt like just a set piece to show off ice spiders, like him fighting ice spiders. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I actually, it, I thought it was interesting when it was, it was interesting in like terms of world building. Cause like, it was interesting to see like the rebel Alliance actually like policing the system, which is just like, I thought that was like mm-hmm. interesting and weird, but I mean, I don't know. It feels like an episode that you can skip, which I really hate. I would agree with and that. I could be, I think like, I could, could miss something. I think you could probably skip it. Um, nothing. It, it, it's just, I think it's just meant to show some crazy shit that happened to him on the way. But to I just planet. feel like there's so many more interesting things you can do. They only have eight episodes. And it's like some of those episodes yeah. are only 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Something to do. I, I feel like they could have wrote something more interesting. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm fine with what we got. Yeah. And I mean, he's got, like, he's got like these big landmarks that he hits throughout the show, you know, and like that's just kind of something that happened in between. Again, I, I would agree with you. I don't think it was – I certainly don't think it was the strongest episode. It probably falls into that gray area of maybe being filler, but I don't think it was bad. The episode that I thought was bad was the episode where he gets back to Navarro mm-hmm. and he lands there. That's the fourth and for episode? the. F- that's the fourth episode. Okay. And this is the fourth time that they say, oh, hey, we'll fix your ship, but you got to do this for us. And that was less interesting because he's back on Navarro. We spent like the whole first season on that planet, basically. You got the OG characters. I just wasn't – I was just like, damn. Like the first three times was interesting because they were all different places. We were seeing things we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. This was like the same shit. It also feels seen. the plot device of – Oh, my ship is broken and I need someone to fix it. Yeah. Gets really yeah. tired. Uh, exactly. It's, I really feel like they could find more interesting ways to force him to do these things. Exactly. Not just, oh, I can't leave because my ship. Get ship's him some broken. driver's ed, maybe? I don't know. Like, this dude's <laughs> fucking his ship up all the fucking time. I know. Yeah. And so, yeah, he gets his ship fixed. And I just didn't particularly find the little trip they went on to the base compelling. He flies off halfway through. Do you remember that? He just says, bye. I got to go with the kid. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I didn't think there. So there was like half the episode where, um, you know, that beefy chick and uh, that blue alien that he mm-hmm. froze are yeah. like in the tank and stuff. And um, right. I personally, I don't find like any of the characters on Navarro to be compelling. I don't think no. they're interesting. That big chick, I, I, she's, she's meat. Like I told you this in the episode, like when they need like some meat for like a mission, they get she's, her, but she's not. She's just your stereotypical badass. Just no, yeah. She's just tough. She's like, just tough, thing. but she's not interesting. And that, I mean, and you know, like you know, nothing bad is like I don't know. I don't know what has to do with her character, but like you know, like. Okay, she's not going to die. She's never in any real danger. She's just always going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I just, and that was like half the episode. And then Mendo shows up in his ship and saves her ass, like at the very end. But I thought, that, like, I watched that whole episode and I was like, damn, I really just, I, I felt like tired. I was like, all right, we've already done this. This has been done. That's another <laughs> issue that I have with this season is it really feels like when the show isn't using characters that we already know, they feel really weak. They feel really. I'm just not interested. You didn't think that frog character was the best character you've ever that, seen on a screen? Exactly. But that's what I'm saying is like. <laughs> she was hilarious. Why didn't. Why, if these characters, these older characters that we know and love, it's almost like they are more interesting. But they're not. Because even. of what we know about them. Instead of, some, in, but this, like yeah, the writers of the show are creating new and interesting characters that I feel attached to. Like I'm not gaining attachments is my issue. Okay. Like with the frog creature, yeah. Didn't really that that one um, that one dude in the first episode. Like I didn't uh, really care yeah. about him. I agree with that. The the old um, that blue alien from the fourth episode mm-hmm. with like uh, the sheriff or not the sheriff the the leader of the town that we um we met in the first season. Oh yeah. Like all of those people feel. I would agree. Like they're they're, they're weak. I don't think they're personally very strong characters, and they and like they can't be strong characters because there hasn't there wasn't. A, there was probably the most character development with like the the guy who takes over the town, and he was just the dude yeah. who gave Mando his contracts. Yeah, exactly. That was that's all he did. Um, I don't know. Like, again, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily a crutch because the best characters in the show are characters with like a defined story and other like Star Wars media. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Bo-Katan and her Mandalorians. I mean, they're awesome. And right. they and she did a good job with that. Obviously, like Boba Fett, you know, exactly. we, we know who that dude is. And of course, like Ahsoka, you know, mm-hmm. like these are like characters you care about. And then uh, again, like going, we've already spoiled plenty, but like Luke at the end was exactly. awesome. And like, so those are the guys, like, I mean, you, you look at Luke and you care more about that dude than you do about, like, you see which, it for like which 10 you seconds. Should. Which you should. Yeah. It makes sense he had, I mean, Star Wars is on his back. It's built, yeah, man. It's built on him. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Bless you, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Bless Mark Hamill. Bless Mark Hamill. Bless CGI <laughs> horror show Mark Hamill. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. It's not that it's, bad. I, dude, like all things, uh, I think it's impressive. But um, they even got that. Close. My worry is for someone that, let's say there's someone who's not a huge Star Wars fan and they're just watching The Mandalorian. Yeah. I think since they don't have that background with those characters, it'll be harder for them. Most people them. don't know who like. Like Ahsoka. Like you wouldn't if you haven't seen the Clone Wars TV yeah. show, you don't really you don't know really, who Ahsoka is. You may have heard people talk. You probably about her. Would, honestly. Again, this is part of my problem with the show, so we could get into this since we have we've brought Ahsoka up. But if I didn't have any background, like I didn't watch the if I hadn't watched the Clone Wars as a kid growing up, and this was my first experience with Ahsoka, I'd be like, damn, this bitch is whack. Like yeah. she's not doing shit. <laughs> Um, let's let's just talk about that. I yeah. didn't. I did not yeah. like Ahsoka. Yeah. So going so going into the episode where he meets Ahsoka, I don't think Ahsoka's portrayal was very good, and I don't think the way they introduced her was good. They kind of just threw her in. Like, I mean, with, with Luke, there was this big, you know, cinematic. I she yeah. I think she could have been treated like Luke. She could, dude. No, that's the thing. She could have been. I think she deserved it. She's a huge character. She's a badass. She's like a legend of like these past shows. And, and like, I, it would be a great way for people who she is. She is Darth Vader's apprentice. But that's the thing. It's like it would be a great way to introduce her to. Yeah, I, the Mandalorian's way more mainstream exactly. than the animated TV uh, show. Exactly. Obviously, mm-hmm. and it, this would be a great way for people to see her. Mm-hmm. Like we see her, like we know all about her. Exactly, and that that was their opportunity. And they fumbled to, the bag. Exactly, they could have painted better. Yeah, they fumbled that shit because they they threw in. They were like, "Damn, this shit sucks." It's like, no, like, I, like you don't know who she is, but she's fucking crazy. Like she's awesome. You know, she's a great character. She she usually gives a fuck. I don't know why she didn't give a fuck about anything this episode, but she usually does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so you get this kid who's you know the last of a dying breed of Jedi and everything, mm-hmm. and she basically says. Nah, like you well, can figure my, it out. My issue is her whole reasoning didn't even make sense, especially exactly. especially knowing who she is. For her to be like, "Wow, mm-hmm. this kid is extremely powerful," and she but she's like, "I don't want to train him yeah. because he knows fear." Exactly, it's like he's gonna grow up with it anyway. It's like he why, could just be a Sith anyway. And maybe that, I mean, I don't know if that's an issue with just how the prequels set up everything. <sighs> that whole fuck retarded mindset. Duh. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't like, make why sense. would she? She knows that the Jedi are a dying breed, and she knows and the. She, well, here's the thing. She like her argument was he has too strong of a connection to you as Anakin did with Padme, and so I've seen what that does to people, and I'm afraid that that's going to cause him to do some fucked up shit later because he's too powerful. And it's like, look, he could do all that fucked up shit anyway. Like whether you train him or not, if something bad happens to the Mandalorian, you know, you know, baby Yoda's going to split the planet in half. Like he's going to be pissed. So the, like the, you would think Ahsoka would be like, oh man, he's super also, strong. Let's make sure he doesn't kill a bunch also, of people. Also Anakin's 
upbringing was so it's so different it was so fucked up compared to it, yeah. he was he was born like a slave in the middle of nowhere yeah his mom was killed by sand raiders and exactly shit. it's it's a and she knows that like she yeah. knows she knows Anakin. Every, yeah better than yeah. anyone in the show exactly and it's just it's just disappointing yeah. to see her not have faith it, exactly they, they made the same they made the same problem with ahsoka as they did with Luke in the new trilogy. It's just frustrating. When Mark Hamill said, like, Luke wouldn't do this. He wouldn't just give up on someone because they're going through some shit. He'd help them. Ahsoka did the same thing. She was like, man, this little kid, you know, he likes you kind of a lot. So if you were to, like, theoretically die, he might kill a bunch of people. So I'm just not going to train him. And at the same time, knowing what we know about Ahsoka is that she threw off the Jedi Order Uh because she didn't believe in it. Exactly. She thought they were misguided, and that's why she left. That would have been an excellent reason to not train the kid. She could have been like, look, what you want to find a Jedi, I'm not a Jedi. Exactly. And that could have been her reason. She would, and it's not even that could have been really a, a really good way for people who only watch the Mandalorian to, to, understand, to understand what she is. Yeah, exactly. She's not a, she could explain to Mando, like, look, this is what happened to me. Yeah. That's why I'm not a Jedi anymore. So that's why I'm not really trying to train this kid. Exactly. And then people would understand like, oh, why she's more interested. Like people would understand I'm why worried, she's still alive. Exactly. And I'm worried that they they made this episode weaker maybe because mm. she's having her own show uh, and people and they're just saving it they're uh, like that's saving so, that's it such bullshit but what a cash I, i'm worried for people who don't know who she is and they see this episode and they just they would be lame. like that's kind of lame yeah because it like, was Jedi just see, shows it looked up. lame yeah well that's the thing they're probably like the average walk like uh viewer thinks like the only jedi who's still alive is luke right and so there's this bitch with two silver lightsabers fucking shit up and they're like did they just make this bitch up you know like they like most people don't know who ahsoka is and she's awesome she's like i would argue if you you know if you're a pretty nerdy person and watch the the clone wars as a kid or whatever you could argue she's one of the most important characters in the entire like show right and for them to just brush her off like she's nobody not not give her a good intro mind you you know like luke did like they just threw her in you know, like it just, I, they just downplayed her so much. That's just a part of my reasoning for why my Star Wars fan rating and my just show rating is mm-hmm. different. I think I heard the show rating too, because like as a Star Wars fan, I think her reason for not helping the kid was stupid from like a like a character. Like Ahsoka wouldn't do that, right. but I also think from just a from an average viewer perspective, it's also weak because it just doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't you, you know, help this kid out? And I mean. Again, I think the frustrating thing about it too is like I, I came up on like two reasons on the spot that were better than the reasons that the writers gave her not to help the kid. It's like you could just say well, she was obviously doing something. She could have just said like, "Hey, look, I'll, I want to help the kid, but I'm I'm busy right now hunting down so and so or doing this thing." It's like, so can we? You gotta so find her, someone else. Her reasoning was that she was gonna go hunt down Thrawn. Is what she said. Is that that chick with the spear? No, so Thrawn is a old, oh Admiral Thrawn. Admiral oh, Thrawn. the he's old like, yeah, old head. Yeah, he well he's he's, um, he's like the old extended universe big bad. Oh, like, I thought they said the extended universe wasn't canon. It's I guess not, they're just pulling shit, but back they're in. pulling it back. And so that's another thing where like, if you don't know that Thrawn was like, he was essentially made to be the next big bad. Yeah. After um, Episode Six. Okay. Like that was supposed to be like where the sequels went, mm-hmm. but they were never made. They were made into books instead. I see. Instead okay. of movies. It's like, but if you don't know that name, you're just like, you're just confused. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe they're just waiting to show people for her her show. Maybe that's probably what they're doing. And it feels like they just they use. She was only in it for an episode, so it seems like they use this episode to just be like, to "Hey, Ahsoka. like here's Ahsoka, and she's gonna have her own show." Yeah, I yeah, they definitely did that. And they fumbled the bag. They fumbled it because they fucked up. Like they in their effort to not give away too much for her own show, they fucked up her episode on like for the people who are just watching her for the Mandalorian, they fucked the whole thing up. It was not believable. It was really mm-hmm. stupid. Um, that that sucked. <laughs> i i just i mean you you like you know something's bad when you are watching an episode and you want to like the character and what they're doing and you're just like rolling your eyes like come on like you couldn't do better than that you're paid the you're paid the big bucks okay. that you came up with that and then the same thing on ahsoka is when she was fighting the spear bitch it was so frustrating because she again she is super she's powerful. so powerful that that's what i'm saying and like it felt so good just because like in Luke's episode, when he comes in and saves the day, like he's extremely he is powerful. powerful. And that's what I'm saying. Like before, I was like, man, you know, they've really downplayed the power of the Force. Like theoretically, like Ahsoka should beat this chick's ass, yes. you know. And it's like a mano a mano fight with just you know lightsabers and a spear, and she doesn't do any Jedi stuff really. Exactly. And when she loses her lightsaber in the water, it's like, you have the force, Ahsoka. You can pick it up if you want. She, had, she didn't do anything. And I didn't, I, maybe I missed something. Was, was she just not allowed to use the force? Uh, was was she like, this is it. honorable to not use the force? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess maybe. Because if she was being serious, if she a Jedi is being yeah. serious, it's over. It's over, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, but even, but the thing is, like, even without the force, like, Ahsoka has fought anakin and darth maul yeah this is just some toe-to-toe with like titans basically this is just some rich slaver like living out in the boondocks with a spear and it's like ahsoka like like led an army and like this great conflict and everything and like she was trained by one of the strongest jedi the strongest jedi to like (laughs) ever live she's that's the thing she's a badass she is crazy like she's a she's an awesome character and they did not show that in the episode at all you know it's disappointing, and you hate to hear that about exactly. It's it's that same feeling, not to nearly as an extent, but how have I felt of Luke in the sequels? It's just I felt the disappointing. Same way. Yeah, because it's like you guys are you guys are taking a it's shit. It's like you could have done something. You you could have just shown her. You, you could have, like, let's say they didn't get her character right, mm-hmm. but you just show that she's badass. Yeah, and you're just like we'll just run the fact like. People can buy that she's just super powerful. Exactly, that's like a hook. Yeah, people will buy that. But she was getting her. She she was going toe to toe with some chick with a spear. Yeah, a that, spear. That that's ooga booga. It's a spear. <laughs> that is, oh, it's frustrating, but I don't think that ruins the show. It was just a weaker point. It's just, I as think a that fan, it's disappointing. I man, here's the thing: it's hard for me to say like what's worse, that or the Navarro episode. Because the Navarro episode was boring, but Ahsoka's episode was weak and I disappointing. think disappointing. I, I think hers, hers was bad. I might, I might even, I think her episode might have been. The, I want to say it's the worst because I'm disappointed because I know who she is. But if I didn't know who she was, I don't necessarily know if that would be the weakest episode. No, I don't, I don't think it's the weakest. No, but it's just maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. They fumbled the bag. That's they, all. I keep saying did. that because that's exactly what it's, happened. I mean, that's how it felt. If it, like you feel like this, like if you know who she is, you feel like they kind of fucked up the portrayal of 
one of the best characters in the, mm-hmm. in the and people aren't gonna get that impression they don't they still don't know anything about her and like she's just, probably seems, just saving it for their next show uh, which i think is a huge mistake like that's the thing they fucked it up for the people who they fucked it up for both parties for the people who knew who she was it was mm-hmm. disappointing it didn't make any sense for the people who didn't know who she was, they were probably like, "Wow, she was whack. What the fuck? Like, like she, she was sucked. average. She, she was, was average. an average Jedi. They just popped in. Exactly. So both parties were disappointed. They did not appeal to either of them. I wouldn't say like if I was um if I was like a new viewer who didn't know who she was, I wouldn't say that episode would make me watch her show because I didn't think she was that interesting of a character. Right from it. Yeah, she exactly. Was just, she was average. She's yeah. <clears throat> well, that was my whole, like. I was I was wondering like um you know the whole catalyst to get her and Mando to work together is like I can't get into the city and I was sitting there like bullshit you're Ahsoka you could level this city if you wanted to you can make everyone in there your little bitch that's another thing it was like they made a deal mm-hmm. Mandalorian and Ahsoka but yeah. Ahsoka is like she doesn't her whole thing is that she doesn't need help yeah exactly she does like that is her whole character she's like fuck it i'll do it myself and she's able to do it and she again she's powerful these these are just some fucking guys out in the boonies like what did the mandalorian really do that she couldn't have done herself she kills he, he kills one of the droids and he lets the people in the cages go that's it i guess he killed that guy with the shotgun yeah but like ahsoka could have done that too that's what i'm saying he does everything that he did ahsoka Ahsoka could have done by herself at the same that's what i'm saying like she could have done it all herself and again that just goes into the thing of like downplaying the episode Mm -hmm. just like realistically this is recruit difficulty for ahsoka again she is so powerful why Mm -hmm. is she having to ask the mandalorian for help it's a plot device right you know and And so let's move on to the next episode where we get the introduction of Boba Fett into the show. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I thought they did a better job with Boba Fett than Ahsoka. They definitely did a better job with Boba Fett. Yeah. I. But I also, like, I have huge problems with that episode. Okay. So I want to start off with Boba Fett, and then we can, like, get into the episode. Okay, that's fair. Just because he was so important. Okay. I think both. So I, I believe they did better with Boba Fett just from the standpoint of, like, when I started the show and I learned that Boba Fett was in it, mm-hmm. um, I heard Boba Fett was in the show before actually seeing the episode where he's like, I'm Boba Fett. Right. And when someone told me like, Hey, uh, Boba Fett's in, I was like, really? I don't really care about Boba Fett. Like he was whack. He died in the Sarlacc pit, you know, mm-hmm. theoretically, I guess not. And I was like, why do I care? Like he's not, I didn't think he was like a great character. And after that, like after they introduce him and everything, I am like, damn boba fett's pretty cool i was interested in him like they they did such a good job you know they definitely made yeah. boba fett be badass and he's a less important character than ahsoka exactly but he's definitely boba fett could have busted especially that city by with himself. The, especially jumping to the end where he takes over like the hut empire yeah essentially like that is so that, that is makes so me want to watch his show that is right? so cool exactly um, that is so cool yeah, and he's a and he's a less important character than Ahsoka, and they made him look so good. Right. They gave him an integral role, and he was a badass. It did badass things, and you were like, it "Man, didn't, it didn't feel like they were just setting up the Boba Fett show." No, it felt like he he was a part of the story. Exactly, exactly. Um, and he looked so cool. And the ship the, is so cool, but man. and then that's a win. You don't know who Boba Fett is, no, and, but you thought he was so badass. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, if you do know who he is, like coming in. 
yeah. you're also pleased. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. For the people who don't know who he is, which I don't know how you don't know who Boba Fett is, like it's, he's awesome. And then for the people who, yeah, like you said, like the people who do know who he is, he's even better. This is like the best we've seen him. This is the, like the most like action and like character development for him that we've seen, mm-hmm. you know? And they did a good job with it. Like you, mm-hmm. you give a shit about him. Exactly. You know, it's cool. My, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, keep going because I'm going to start getting Okay, see, see, I, see, I was going to say just because, like, I thought it was interesting, too, just because, um, like, it's interesting because he's, Boba Fett is, like, a central antagonist in the original movies, and right. he's not a good guy, and they don't make him a good guy to make him cooperate with Mando in the show. Mm-hmm. He stays true to his nature. I thought it was really smart just because, like, he, you know, he doesn't have any reason to, like, like, he wouldn't, you know help Luke or anything. He was like hired to take out Luke and stuff. But just because he runs into Mando, you see a different side of a character that was an antagonist just by happenstance, which is really It's cool. really interesting. It fits his character in the same way that he's just a bounty hunter. Yeah. And it's so when we first meet him, Vader hires him to go after Luke. Mm-hmm. And um and that was the deal. Go after him, Luke and Han Solo. And it was just a bounty hunter making a deal, just doing yeah, his job. Yeah, just doing his job. And then in this episode, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett make a deal. He says, trade me for the armor and we'll get the kid. Yeah. And it's just making another deal, except he's a protagonist this time. Exactly. And that's exactly how the bounty hunter would be. Exactly. That's what was so great about it. He was Boba Fett. They didn't make him like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about my life choices and I want to help you with (laughs) it. And I want to help you with it. Exactly. If he was hired to kill the Mandalorian, he He would have done it. it. Yeah, exactly. But it's just so interesting. Yeah, their interests happened to intersect. And so that's why we got to see as much of him as we did. And I thought that was great. You know, exactly. like way to do a good job. Especially right after the Ahsoka episode, it's like night and day. Yeah, exactly. How do you fumble Ahsoka so bad, but do so well with Boba Fett? My because God. I don't, because Boba Fett's a less important character. So that I don't think they put as much focus on trying yeah. to, I don't even know how to explain it. Bigger, bigger chance for more character development. I mean, Ahsoka is developed. Exactly. And maybe they just assumed that people watching the show already know who Ahsoka is. Or but like just, we said, or even though she's they, a Jedi, so you'll you'll watch her. Yeah, watch her I mean, but even then, like we said, they still fuck that up for the people who have seen exactly. her before. So exactly, yeah. But um, yeah. So let's get let's get into the discussion of the of like the the whole episode. All right. So get into yeah. So get into the episode. <clears throat> My issue with the episode, and it also is an issue with the whole show, is how ineffective the stormtroopers are that's and been a thing since the beginning of star wars bro that is I like know. it has been a thing but the di- but i think that the difference between, this isn't a problem with the mandalorian this is a problem with star wars but with star wars it was different because the, how because those are like bigger those are characters like a Jedi, a Jedi against stormtroopers. I understand that they can't do anything. Okay, Han Solo rolled over stormtroopers too, and Han Solo is not as badass as when? Mandalorian. Whenever, whenever they're busting into the to the Death Star and shit. Yeah, but they were running through that bitch, and then they had to leave. They were glocking people, man. They were glocking the shit out of people. Right, like but- on the way, like they could have taken all of them, but I mean, nah, I, I, that dude, stormtroopers are whack, and that's just common. Knowledge. Okay, but then. But my issue is that you have storm like they're like we have to raid this stormtrooper base, yeah. and they're like, oh man, we really got to sneak through. We got to do this right, and then every time it ends up that they just go guns blazing, 
And it is like, it's not even a chore for them. So are you... And at the same time, with the Mandalorian having his armor be invincible, is that he is at zero threat during this. That's true. Yeah, his best guard is like OP. And so for me, it feels like there's no stakes when he's in a fight. Like, I I never thought... Like, I understand you don't think that your hero's going to lose, like, halfway through the season. But he's literally but it, But I never thought he was even going to get injured. Yeah, his best car is crazy strong. Any encounter with it's the Stormtroopers so was not going to change no. anything. That dude's not getting blocked by Stormtroopers, though. That's the thing. I, like, exactly. But but you could have a scenario where... Are, you, are like, you talking specifically about the one where they're, like, in that mining base? No, no, no. No, so I'm talking about Episode six with Boba Fett. Oh, where they all show up, like, in their fucking... Yeah, because they're going to go shit. steal the baby. And there's so many things in that episode that I find frustrating, like Boba Fett taking them out with a club. That was dumb. That was dude, it's why just is Boba like, Fett using a club, man? That's the thing is like you can say stormtroopers are ineffective and they always get rolled over, but they but have fun, still, they have like, firearms, like they have trained they have soldiers guns, with guns, and they're, they're supposed to be part of an army. Uh-huh. Like I understand they're just the grunts to be ran over. Yeah, but with I a would club, agree with you on that. When he was beating up people with a club, I was like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, that is dumb. Like, these are still dudes with guns, and you and he didn't have armor on either. Like, exactly. if he had, like, best, if he had best turn, it was like, I don't give a fuck. They can't do anything to me anyway. I'm just going to beat their ass with a club, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, he, he didn't have the armor on yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was just clubbing them like a caveman. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, like, that that was, was the most that was ooga dumb. booga. That was, and why? Big yeah. stick. He literally and he is, had a gun. He said, I have big stick. <laughs> Like he that is so gun. dumb. That was dumb. Um, I agree same with that. Thing that that was stupid. That I remember was um there was the the set piece where they have like a mounted turret. And they're, they're oh, the, the team on the are mounted you talking turret about when she rolls the boulder she down. She rolls a boulder. <laughs> no, listen. I need to explain it. So she's rolling so the stormtroopers are charging a hill and our our sniper lady that was miraculously saved That's a whole different. With this, with, with a robo. robo stomach. Yeah, she had like some. Robo she stuff. knocks a boulder down this hill, and it coincidentally runs over every stormtrooper oh, that God. decide to not run like left or right. They just try and outrun well, you know, the, the stormtrooper helmets. They have a very limited field of views. Acts. I understand <laughs> I'm that they're I'm dumb. Fucking, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. But the dude on the turret it, is what got the me dude on the turret that was bad. Decides to just shoot the rock. Like I shoot rock, yeah. And it's like okay, that's funny because the stormtroopers <laughs> are so ineffective. But seriously, like man, man come on, and dive out of this the way. also yeah. this also kind of leads into the next episode in a way. We don't have to move on, but it really tries to humanize the stormtroopers, where they're like every stormtrooper is a person that is a family. They've all lost things, and they're, they're people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it is so hard to see them. First of all, no one even cares that they're people. No, they that run is through the them like, yeah. like they're stormtroopers. Mm, no, like our, our like the protagonist of every Star Wars movie is like responsible for the deaths of like a ton of pe- like real people. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. And then, but then you see them getting like in these goofy scenarios where they're getting like run over by boulders yeah. or they're like crashing into each other. It's like, <laughs> but, and then but you the can't tell time, me these, these are the dudes who are like, like chilling with the homies at the mining base. Cause yeah, like they didn't die at the same time. Yeah. The show is telling us, Hey, these are people and you need to care about both sides. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. I agree with that. Cause it's like, if these are people, I mean, man, they're then, really stupid. But now I missions. think yeah. like when Mando ran over that base, in episode like 
four yeah. when they ran through that base like he just he just created like 60 widows yeah yeah no definitely that, that was okay see that was the thing like um they did this sort of thing in like the last three movies too where they try to humanize stormtrooper i mean finn obviously um that was the thing like in original like star wars media the whole thing was like stormtroopers are like abducted from their families at birth and they're like they're brainwashed and they're like barely people they're just fucking gung-ho for the empire if you don't like the empire they're gonna fucking kill you and that's the thing in the last show they you know they humanize them and they continue to do that in the mandalorian and that's the thing it's like man I look. I don't. I don't want to be caught out here feeling bad for stormtroopers. But when they blew up that mining base, and the, like, dude, like when they thought those stormtroopers, like when they thought Mando and Bill Burr were like stormtroopers, mm-hmm. they were homies. They were like, like, yeah, man, like, fuck yeah, we got you. Like, you guys are, you guys like, are there dope. Was, there was that guy just getting lunch. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> dude, dude. When they, when Bill Burr says, like, shoots his commanding officer, and then the the stormtrooper is standing there, like, with his lunchable, like, like he's his, his sack lunch that his wife packed for him, and he gets glocked. He's not even doing exactly. Anything. So, so this show, when it comes to its fights, so it has the Mandalorian who is invincible mm-hmm. against stormtroopers who are supposed to be just inept. Yeah, I guess. And they're supposed to just be mowed down. That's their whole point. But they're also treated as people with families that yeah. we're supposed to care about. Exactly. And it's just I don't I don't know that they have families, but the, but they're people. Like they, they humanize them. Like they they have the capacity to to be happy their buddy didn't die on the mining mission. I mean, that's exactly. enough. That'd be like you. Like you're like, "Oh shit, Solomon didn't get blown up on his mission. That's fucking awesome. Like let's get let's get lunch and then we get killed by the Mandalorian." Yeah, but it's but it's like and you I mean, maybe I don't remember, but it would be interesting to see a stormtrooper die, and then his friend be like, "Solomon, no! <laughs> they, they killed Dave. Fuck, <laughs> not Kevin. <laughs> like shit. Like Kevin was getting married. <laughs> he was, you know, that'd be fucked." Mandalorian's like, but, "Oh shit!" But then, but I think the issue is then, then you have kids realizing that like the horrors of the war. Horrors of the war. <laughs> <laughs> they're not ready to drop that on the five-year-old who just likes star wars I guess. exactly and it's i think they should they, they gotta really learn need one to day. hammer down they, they gotta they, learn one day <laughs> but they really need to hammer down they need to pick a side they need to just say look they're brainwashed drunts and we just mow through them because yeah. they're an obstacle i don't i don't or they're think... people and they need to treat them like people yeah that's what i'm saying they need to pick one side or the other i don't think either side is necessarily right or wrong like if they want to continue treating them like meat to the grinder mm-hmm. that means yeah sure man they've been doing that for all these movies why make it any different just make them grunts and if, or if they were like if they want to get i i i would respect them if they wanted to get into the real shit like yeah you know like you know like like oh where am i it's like oh this is where all of the widows created by luke skywalker's missions <laughs> like go this is where you go the mass graveyard <laughs> yeah dude but um at the same time we're supposed to be treating them like people okay mm-hmm. but whenever you see stormtroopers fighting they never act like a person would no. For example, like they never take cover. Yeah. No. They never yeah. like. They never do. They things. act like toddlers. Like they, they'll just be running at people with guns. Yeah. And it's like if they were brainwashed monkeys, sprinting at the enemy, mm-hmm. I would, I could, I could believe that more. Mm-hmm. That they're just super inept, and you're supposed to just throw them. Do you like remember, the like, we had um, World War II. Do you remember, like, yeah, like, do you remember uh, they were like in that in that episode with Boba Fett being introduced. They're like running up, and I think they're getting just mowed down by a Robo Sniper Lady, right? right? And then like the, these stormtroopers looking around, like, "Damn, fuck, we can't do shit." And then you got like their commanding officer, like, 
keep going. Fuck you guys. Like after yeah. we've seen these, these are getting fucked. And like nothing's happening. It's like Normandy. And at the same time, so the more you think about it, the worse it gets. It's no, one of those scenarios. That, bro, we're doing that again. But but think about it. So the um, the Imperial cruiser was in orbit because they they blasted Mando's ship from orbit. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they just blast Mando and his crew from orbit? Oh, I think they're moving around a little too much, probably. Why couldn't the the transport ships? Why didn't they? Why didn't they? The ships shoot at them. Uh, I don't I actually don't think the transport ships but, have guns. Okay, if you say the transport ships have guns, why didn't they bring ships with guns? Okay, why well, wouldn't the Empire have that? I think. Well, okay. I mean, we're getting into like military theory and but hardware, here's the thing. but like, it, it, I mean, the ships that me. the, the ships that dropped mm. off Marines on Normandy didn't have guns. They were right. just means of transport, like shuttling lots of people at once. Exactly. But I don't think that's a fair comparison to super far in the future. So. Uh, I think the idea is there. There, there's clear like it's not it's a combat hard, vessel. It, it's hard for me to to see them nuke Mando's ship from orbit. But then not have show that same kind of firepower in other places. Yeah, where it would it would be really inconvenient I, if they if they just bombed Baby Yoda from orbit. Well, they don't I know they want to keep. Yoda. I know they want to yeah. keep him alive. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like situations like that. I I don't have an issue with it just because, like the military technology and stuff that we saw is consistent with what we see in the other Star Wars movies. Okay. That's, so I, I don't have a problem. I, I can with let it. like if, if people say it's not that big of a deal, I'll, I'll let my suspension of disbelief. I don't. Like it's fine. I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I'm just for me seeing it is mm-hmm. like I think it could provide more interesting scenarios mm-hmm. where it's like we're totally fucked. They're or, they're hitting us from orbit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how do you get out of this situation? Right. Which is a situation that you don't see. You don't usually see. Exactly. Yeah, and it, I think it could be more interesting than just shooting more stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something to think about. I would say we we almost forgot about the jetpack. That was big. That was really bad. I did. Okay, that I was forget about fucking that. bad. So, I so forgot compared to that. my last point, this that one was huge. way. That one's this one is way worse. This one is valid and just terrible. Break it down. Tell them what happens. So towards the beginning of the episode, the Mandalorian meets up with Boba Fett. And they're they're in a Mexican standoff. Yeah. They're, they're shooting at each other, and they have they're uh, Boba Fett's like, hey, let's put our guns down. Mm-hmm. We don't need to fight. Yeah. And Boba Fett says, hey, put your gun down and your jetpack down. Specifies the jetpack. And when that reason. happened, we looked at each other and we were like, wait. Because the whole thing is they got weird. they got this chick with her gun on Baby Yoda essentially, and so if they don't come to terms and get it figured out, Baby Yoda gets glocked. So. Him flying off in a jetpack is not really a threat to Boba Fett because they're still in control of him in terms of like, yeah. So, okay, you could say, oh, that's kind of weird. He made him take off the jetpack. But then it's like, um, so when that ends and they come to a deal, the Empire shows up. And he doesn't get his And we go, hey, we got to get the action. Uh Uh-huh. And fucking Mandalorian just leaves his jetpack. Leaves his jetpack. Like, that would be like leaving your gun. And that's strike two. That's not even strike three. So whenever, the whenever you know, <laughs> the robots show up with dubstep blaring in the background and they take Baby Yoda, he's just sitting there helpless. Like, dude, I have seen you call your jetpack with your little remote control before. Mm-hmm. Call your foot. Like, but you should have it already, but call it up. But, okay, so if you look back over the episode, they were like, hmm, well, we have these these uh, dark troopers take Yoda mm-hmm. and they fly away. Yep. And they, they were thinking, well, 
Mando has a jetpack, so he would just fly after them. Mm-hmm. But we don't want that to happen. So let's just so we'll just have him leave it in the ditch back there yeah. for no reason. Yeah, and you, it's just like let's just hope no one notices. <laughs> yeah, as of, and I think they do this with Ahsoka. They do this with in this episode with the jetpack. It's like they tried. It's like they they throw you in scenarios that are just hard to believe like ahsoka not wanting to take the kid and mando not having his jetpack instead they try to explain it away as opposed to just creating a more interesting conflict or just being blunt like they have opportunity like again one of the things that i said was ahsoka just be i'm busy or i'm not a jedi that easy boom done same thing with mando if he flew up there with a jetpack maybe one of the dark troopers just say fuck off and like knock him down and he yeah, tries, but does maybe he tries, but he can't get him before they get in the ship. Yeah, I mean, they you could know? have they could have someone. I there's I feel like there's so many things exactly that like, are better. Like, it's I, just like I, why are you try, why are you trying to like almost insult like the maybe, viewer's intelligence as opposed to just being like, maybe a stormtrooper like throws a grenade and it like fucks up one of his jetpack boosters. Yeah, maybe exactly. he flies after the dark troopers and they just pound him down. Yeah, maybe. Like, don't make the main character maybe, look you could stupid. Just say, you could just say, I'm out of jetpack fuel. Yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up fuel before yeah. this because I didn't know shit was going on. Exactly. Down. Don't make the main character look stupid. Like, just give a reason. Like, it's fine. Like, we're not going to be like, we're not going to question it. You know? And now it forces us to be like, wow, the Mandalorian really just left his jetpack. Left his jetpack the whole it, time. And could have called it at any point. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's just like. So he's an idiot. Yeah, I, I okay, guess. That's, yeah, that's so they got lame. they got Baby Yoda, and he forgets he has a Tony Stark's jetpack. You know, ready whenever. I I agree. That was bad. That was really really bad. That might have been arguably one of the weakest points in the whole show because it was the catalyst for the most important thing to happen in the show, which would have never happened if he just had his jetpack. So that's kind of big. Yeah, yeah, and the most frustrating thing is how easy it is to explain. Mm-hmm. That's so the thing. We should we shouldn't be coming up with better alternative to the I'm writing just, of these millionaires. I'm, I'm a fucking Joe Schmo. Yeah. And I instantly realized that that was dumb. Yeah. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, and maybe they did and they were just hoping people wouldn't notice. I or, guess. I don't understand. But, I mean, again, I'm sure they have, you know, you know, processes to vet the writing and make sure that there aren't any holes. And I don't see how they don't realize these things. And maybe and like some things you can just say, oh, that's they, they need to have a guy sitting in the corner just trying to poke holes in the story. You know, like they need to have that guy. And I mean, some things you can just be like, that's a plot hole, but you know, we'll just move on. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. But this jetpack is the this, reason we this, have the next two the, episodes. Exactly. And that's why it's like, whenever there's little plot holes, I know they're bigger to you than me, but as long as it doesn't fundamentally impact the story, I don't really care that much. Like there's a lot of those kinds of plot right. holes in like the boys, you know, right. like same, same little, kind of thing. little things, but they were, they were like self-contained plot holes. This plot hole is like the sole reason why we have the next two episodes. Like you said, like if he if he had had his jetpack on him, he maybe could have gotten the kid. We'll never know, but we we just don't believe that. It's we can't suspend our disbelief. And then you could have it, and it's not like oh, no one wanted to see that. Yeah, I would absolutely want to see him, the Mandalorian, fly up and fight these dark troopers and lose. Like and yeah, lose. like like show us how badass the dark troopers are. Like they smack him around up in the sky and then we see Luke cutting them up like damn, Luke's a badass cuz these dark troopers are crazy. And and then that would add to the fact that the Mandalorian's invincible. Mm-hmm. So he's not very interesting in a fight. Yeah, if we saw him get but a if shit we saw him, busted, when we saw him just get clocked. Yeah. 
Like that, that would have been awesome. Be like, wow, that would have yeah. We have a force to come up against these next uh-huh. two episodes. Yeah, these guys can rock his shit around. You know, that's big. Yeah, I agree. That's that would have been better and arguably easier. You know, I don't know. So getting into the seventh episode, we kind of already talked about it, so we can go over it briefly. Okay, but um, it's Bill Burr's episode, and uh-huh. what what do you think of Bill Burr? I thought he was character. great. I thought he was. I thought it was good. I, I didn't hate him. Didn't love him. Uh, I his character development, I think, was interesting. Like uh, seeing him shoot his commanding officer when he was getting really pissed gave it gave us some depth. I, I believed it. Like you could see, like this dude was pissed. Like he was like, like uh, I had a lot of homies that died out there because your dumbass, you know, told us to storm yeah. or do whatever. And I thought it was. I, mean, I thought it was like pretty. So good. I, I think Bill Burr's. Definitely the best character that the best new character the be- that they've came up with. I agree. No, totally agree with that. Best new character is easily Bill Burr. But my issue with him is the fact that he's trying. He's the character like how Finn was supposed to be in the sequels, mm-hmm. where he's an ex stormtrooper, and, and again it humanizes it humanizes yeah. him, and it kind of throws everything out of whack. Yeah, I think it's. I think you know because Bill Burr Bop shoots his commanding officer, and then Bop shoots the guy with the lunch tray. It's like, bro, that could have been you. Exactly. That's one. That could have been one of your homies. That guy might have known you. Like, like yeah. what if what if that guy was just like on guard duty? Like, yeah. Like, what if he? Well, that's the thing. He was just he, some dude. I can you know you can humanize stormtroopers, but if the stormtroopers aren't directly humanized to the main characters, like if the main characters are like, yeah, these guys are just a bunch of hypnotized, you know, little bitches from birth. Like, who cares if we kill them? But Bill Burr. But Bill Burr knows that's the thing. Bill Burr, like Bill Burr, Bill Burr was pissed about his men dying, and. Because they were sloppy, like, and they were all they the, his men were stormtroopers, and then he blows up the facility and kills a bunch that, more. That, that was really what I wanted to talk about was that he completely blows up this whole facility and kills a ton of people. And now all of those all those people that we almost connected with because they were cheering on cheering, yeah. cheering us on at the beginning, yeah, they're and, gone. And regardless of how we felt about those people who were cheering them on. It kind of goes against the whole reason Bilbo was mad is because the stormtrooper homies were massacred because of bad leadership. And he just massacred stormtroopers. And yeah, and he just cut them all down like they were nothing. Again, do with the lunch tray. My God, man was ready to eat. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, um, but that's just my big issue with that episode. Yeah. You want to move into the final episode? I say let's move into the final episode. Final episode, we have the con- the confrontation between the Mando and his crew mm-hmm. getting back baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, Grogu. Why is his name Grogu, man? <laughs> oh my god. So, are you serious? So they someone they, came up with that name. They were like, "Hey, man, what what do we call this little Yoda?" Like Grogu. Like what? Some alien. That's what it's got to be. Yeah. It remember, it can't be Kevin. It can't, it can't be Kevin, but Grogu. Too many G's in the same name just sounds like a kind of like. So like soup. anyway, they bust in, and their whole plan is to get in. And get out before the dark troopers boot up. Yeah, and Mando's got and to I was seal like, the door off. I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, because those dark troopers are uh, scary. They're, they're scary. Fun. Yeah, they're scary boys. So they get in and they don't do it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. Um, and it really shows off. I really liked how the dark troop like only one dark trooper was fighting the Mandalorian, and, it was and he was getting his ass beat. Yeah, it it, it made me believe how. Scary they were. Like right. a bunch of them, they would have rock him, sock him, robot his shit in. And so they were beating his ass. Yeah. And then um, 
he finally ends up killing one after like a huge struggle. with the spear that we made fun of the whole season. We were with like, bro, spear. fucking spear. But it, again, the spear is literally built different. And so, they so then Mando it, runs yeah. on to get baby Yoda and, uh, um, Moff Gideon has baby Yoda at sword point. At sword point. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a hostage situation, mm-hmm. but then Gideon's like, Oh, you can have the kid. I already got what I wanted from him. I already him. got what I wanted from him. I got the blood. Mm-hmm. So Mando's like, all right, fuck it. And he goes to get the kid. And then Gideon just starts wailing yeah, on him. Dude. Like, bro, what did you expect to happen? Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, you know he wants that kid. And I, I, again, I still think this episode was excellent. But we have to point out the weaknesses. Exactly. I think the fact that Moff Gideon was wailing on the Mandalorian with the Darksaber, which is the scary weapon... And nothing was happening. I mean, he was just taking the hits. It's like, okay, so nothing can happen to this dude. Because he's, like, getting his shit beat in. I think, you know, I, I don't know how much lore on the Darksaber is written. You know, I know that people go in with this kind of stuff. I think it would have been really interesting if they were like, hey, man. Because the Darksaber, you know, little lore, you know, 101. <laughs> but the Darksaber was made by the first Mandalorian Jedi. And it was, you know, used. It was wielded by, like, the leaders of Mandalore. Right. It would be really interesting if the dark saber was like the only saber capable of cutting through Beskar. So there's right. a real threat to the Mandalorian that could make sense with the lore. That would, yeah, and then you would, it's the leader of the Mandalorians holding the only weapon that, that can, can cut down Mandalorians, other Mandalorian, which is in, which makes sense. Which would be I, mean, I get exactly. that exactly. But they yeah. have it. It's it's like oh the dark saber, but it's it's literally it's just, just a glorified lightsaber. lightsaber. It, I think it's just, just a black. It, it, yeah, it's just a glorified lightsaber that looks cool and has some sort of symbolic value to the Mandalorians, I guess. That's it. Um, That's literally it. They could have done something there, but they didn't. And he wasn't He wasn't in any, again, wasn't in any real danger. But now since um, the Mandalorian beats Moff Gideon and he has mm-hmm. the Darksaber, so now he is technically the leaders of the Mandalorian. <laughs> right? Yeah, because uh, I, I guess Bo-Katan has to kill him. Because he was like, hey, Bo-Katan, you can have this. And they were like, that's not how this shit works. Yeah. Like, I got to kill you for it. Yeah. Which I guess brings up an interesting conflict. Mm-hmm. Which that's is a very also, interesting conflict. But it's also at the same time, it's like, couldn't they just put on a show? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I really tried to not die. Here's the saber. I guess. Because the Mandalorian I, didn't have I, to kill The Mandalorians are like a hardcore. And that's the thing. Like, I think this is... This all this is almost kind of like the conversation we were having about Black Panther, which you will hear in the next episode, where it's like <laughs> you have this society that is, you know, supposedly has a lot going for it, mm-hmm. and they're like held back by their traditions almost. And the Mandalorians seem to. Like, I can see the Mandalorians are a race that is built by strength. Yeah, I can believe. That. I believe that more than than the, know, than than the that. yeah. <clears throat> but um, so. Then we have a situation where all our heroes are in the um, on the bridge. On the bridge, yeah. And the dark troopers are the, pounding. They come back. I appreciate the fact that they flew back in, like you said they would. It's like okay, you can't just stop these guys. Oh by yeah, I thought that space. was so dumb. Yeah. When they, when they got jetted out, but then they came back, and I was like, okay, I was like, they really? Totally they back. just got jetted out. Yeah. But then they come back, and I was, and like, I was oh, like, oh, cool, oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, they start ooga booga. Dude, when they start punching the door, I, you and I were dying. I mean, we're like, they, some, you're telling me they don't have some sort of little blowtorch or some sort of sophisticated. They're literally means. robots. Yeah, they're, and they're just bah, 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 bah. 
bop, 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 That door was like five feet thick, <laughs> like steel. They sealed that shit off. I mean, man, are you telling me these dudes can just like bust that shit down with their fists? Oh my god, that was. I mean, not not show breaking, but just kind of. It's, like, like, it's, it's funny. It's funny because it's like, damn, that's it just dumb. Looks funny. Yeah, like. <laughs> um, so the heroes are about to get busted in by an army of these dark troopers. So they're gonna get fucked. And then we see an X-wing pull up. And so I, knew I thought was. I knew who it I was. Thought, oh, Ahsoka's <laughs> coming back. Like maybe she changed her mind. Or something no. I didn't know, and you said you knew it was Luke. I knew it. They, you were like, they were like, they were like a single X Wing. I was like, I've seen that X Wing before. I've seen you it. Were, you were freaking. I out. knew it. I knew it. I, I was like, they're not. I was like, no. I, I I didn't believe it until I saw a dude in a dark cloak with a green lightsaber going to fucking town on oh, these robots. So- I love that shit. That was awesome, dude. We gotta talk. How satisfying it is to see, oh my to see God. Luke Skywalker be Luke Skywalker. At his best. At his, At best. his best. He is so we've seen oh. this, we've seen a dark trooper just absolutely beat the Mandalorian shit in. Yeah. And then now we have like a hundred. Oh dude, yes. And and but Luke rolls up and he's just casually strolling through. He's them. walking through, like in the park, cutting these bitches up, and it is awesome. I mean, it is. It's just like the power of a Jedi. Exactly. Like it's just the difference that you need. And to that's see. the thing. That was like we were like, why doesn't Ahsoka roll in and roll like just take this town out? Luke rolled in and made everyone in there his bitch. Like that is what the Jedi's are about, you know, dude. When he fu- oh dude, when he gets up the elevator and yes. he like crushes that one robot like just like like a tin can, I was like, oh my that's, yes. No, that's what you want to see. You want to see these Jedi using their power. Exactly. Like you want to see how power. Like everyone is talking how powerful they are because of the Force and all Ahsoka did with the. I look. The only thing Ahsoka does with the Force in her episode is throw a piece of a tree at someone. That is all she does. Exactly. But you see, you see Luke just Luke just throwing, throwing these dudes around. Yes. Like they are just toys. Yeah. And it's uh, it really reminded me of how like the Jedi were presented in like the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like they're extremely they're supposed powerful. to be. They're supposed to be. Strong. And it's like yeah, when a Jedi shows up, it, it's a whole different game now mm-hmm. because of how strong they are. And exactly. Luke really brought it home. Exactly. Like I was, I felt like I was watching like Star Wars, like at Star Wars at its best was in I don't, that. I don't know how to feel it. I, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It felt like Star Wars. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, ex- yeah, it, it made like me, was, yeah. It made yeah. me feel like a kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that was that's so dope. Cool. Yeah, you want to feel like you were watching these badasses cut shit up, you know? And I think it's so interesting to do it from the point of view of, like, a normal, like, person like a mandalorian yeah like you see them struggling as these normal dudes the whole time and then luke walks in and just and handles luke things. is literally built different. just hand yeah he just <laughs> handles it like it's like it's fine luke's so, here so 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 oh, man and, and that's the thing it's like this whole time like we the whole time we've been bitching about how like jedi aren't strong enough you know later on and like how do how do people not remember who the jedi are 20 minutes after they've all been purged when they're all super powerful why do they underplay how powerful they are like you know even with ahsoka and stuff like that and then you see luke and they just do everything right with him and it's like that is what star wars is about right there like just that that it, it's amazing that we finally get to see a jedi actually just come in and save the day it felt good that they remembered how to do it if, yeah, they didn't forget. Mm-hmm. They didn't forget what this and is about. I don't about. know if it's Dave Filoni or John Favreau, but mm-hmm. they, I think they, 
they got a good understanding mm-hmm. of how to show that. I think it highlights how badly he was portrayed in this last movies too. Exactly. Um, and so he he just he saves the day, mm-hmm. and it is it is truly satisfying, and at the same time, it makes sense story wise. Exactly, which feels really it feels good. really good because of like, that. Baby Yoda called to him, mm-hmm. and now he is answering the and call. And Ahsoka's not going to do shit. The only thing is, like, oh, it's convenient that he showed up, like, right at the right time. Mm-hmm. But that is not – I don't I don't think it's a big deal. Nah, nah, nah. Because um, it makes sense that why he shows up. And how makes, he shows up. How he shows up. It makes sense that he was able to do what he did, Exactly. Too, because yeah. he is – He's built different. He's built different. Um. <clears throat> So after Luke rolls through everything, um, he has a meeting with the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and we finally get to see Luke's see him, face. Like, take his head off. And so I I thought they would have recasted Luke as mm-hmm. someone else so they could keep bringing him back. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is Luke now. Mm-hmm. They look similar. Just believe it. It's Luke. Yeah. Um, but they decided to go with the CGI de-aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about that? Did you, did you I think thought, it looked weird? Or? So I, I'm under the impression that we're not really going to see him again. I think he's there to get the kid, right? And I, I think it was a good move, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to to do the CGI de aging. Here's the thing: I think I thought it was believable. Like I thought it actually looked pretty damn good. Like it was impressive. It I think impressive. I think there's a lot of people who like see like CGI faces, and when they know it's a CGI face, they're like, "Oh, I can tell the difference." Like it's it's like the facial expressions made it look like a look. May look a little stiff in some places, but the thing is, like, they don't understand. It's a real face. Like, I looked it up. Um, they had another actor who done some minor roles in other movies before. Well, yeah, they use a real face. And yeah, they motion cap. So I mean, they're they're merging, you know, the the movements of a real face with the three D model of you know Luke's face. I think he looked great, but when he starts talking, his mouth and his like his lips look weird. Like they don't look like they're glitching out. <laughs> Yeah. But they, they just seem like stiff. I know what you mean by stiff. And it just seems a little off. Yeah. And if they never use him again, I understand CGIing him. I don't think they are. I think he's literally but there just to get the kid. I which would be fine. But if he keeps if he turns out like he kind of shows up semi regularly. Yeah. If he keeps showing up, maybe I'm not been the best move. Because the I think the more times they do it, the worse it's like people yeah. will start to pick up like the worse it gets. Yeah, the almost. more we see him doing talking and doing stuff, the more obvious it's going to be. Uh-huh. But yeah, I agree with you. I think if they just did this one time, they nailed it, and they should just leave it alone. Right. Don't keep throwing him in. I also, I also think it's interesting just the concept of de aging actors. Yeah. And using actors uh, like in yeah. like in Rogue One, they used um, Tarkin, mm-hmm. who, who is. Who's passed away? He's, like, gone. He's, he's dead, and they used him as an actor. Yeah, which is I, very weird. I've heard, I've heard a lot of like conversations about how like it is cheaper to CGI the the superstar, you know, playing a role than it is to, to, to pay them to, to, to pay them. them. And they're just like, man, you know, you could theoretically bring back like Marilyn Monroe to play alongside like a fucking I don't know Robert Downey Jr. or something, right. and it's just like, why do you even? I I almost see, I don't really see them doing that. I almost see them uh, having like voice actors, like real people as voice actors for like the CGI animated characters, but not even casting real people, just doing like what they do for like video games. They make like an entirely new person based off of like a person or based mm-hmm. off of what 
some facial characteristics of like other people like, like right. emerging i see them doing that sort of thing if it does become more popular and they use that for like a full character i don't i don't think it's going to become a thing for a while just because there's a big discrepancy between having someone that with tarkin and leia and luke when they did it they were all just sitting there talking when you start throwing in action scenes or, or any moving, kind of ex- like it, like raising the eyebrows mm-hmm. or some, some kind of expression, that gets harder get and more expensive, and so that's where it gets kind of tricky. So I just think it's interesting yeah. as like that's a thing we can do now. Is it ethical to bring might... back like a dead man to reprise his role? Exactly, or yeah. is it is it ethical to just de-age someone? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, obviously, I'm, Mark Hamill must have given them consent. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's just like. It's just those kind of questions that are interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm fine with it as long as I get to see, you know, an immersive Luke Skywalker. I don't care if Mark Hamill had to get locked in a box, like, um, do it. But it, but honestly, it is really cool to see Luke as he was. It that like it this is so Luke good. from 30 years ago. It felt like we, yeah, it's like it is. It was the Luke from 30 years ago, and it felt like it. And it's like you, you got to like relive. Nah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk about how long ago it came out. Yeah, it um, dude. I mean, it felt like you got to relive like that look. I felt like I, my dad probably felt. My dad told me whenever like the the OG Star Wars movies were coming out, he said yeah. he watched them in the theaters like eight times. Yeah, and he loved it. And I felt like I felt like I was like in my dad's shoes. Like Luke is fucking awesome. Like it's yeah. fucking amazing. And like because like you know we grew up with like the prequels and we look at like old movies and they were good like for what they were but you look at them just like oh it's kind of old and corny and you know mm-hmm. yeah you know? but it's like we got to see almost through like the lens like like luke was de-aged but our perspective of him was as well like we got to see like a modernized version of what he was intended to be and yeah. it was amazing it was right. so cool i felt like my dad like, you know yeah your dad was like your dad when he watched um yeah he had never seen anything like it before it's just like wow he's so badass yeah he's just wrecking shit mm-hmm. he's, in he's, got, he's got a space sword that's dope like come yeah. on yeah that's what we love to see um and it's really cool to have that feeling again yeah it felt awesome that's what i'm saying like you said it felt like star wars like it felt like real star wars um so <clears throat> now we have the situation where mando has to give up the kid to be trained by luke mm-hmm. and we have this mm-hmm. really sweet moment where um, takes his helmet off. He in front takes of his helmet, his helmet off in front of Grogu, mm-hmm. which is hasn't happened before. Yeah, um, I thought that worked. I did uh, too. That, that was a good moment. I did too. It, it really, it was a really sweet goodbye. Mm-hmm. It really showed how much he cared about Grogu, which was mm-hmm. cool. You know, exactly. I'm, I hope he's getting past the whole like never taking his helmet off thing because it's like he he is in a weird cult for that. He, yeah, no, that's a weird culty thing. Like he's got the air to the mm. the blood air to mandalore telling him like nah dude that's weird we don't do that <laughs> he he should be like man you know maybe i don't maybe i maybe i can take the shit off and breathe every now maybe and that again is weird. yeah maybe that was a little weird you know getting like some um, homeschooler vibes you know like adapt so now let, let's talk about the what that means now that luke has gotten grogu mm-hmm. but now what we know of what happened in the sequels we <laughs> we know that luke's jedi academy burns and everyone kylo dies. murdered everyone yeah there. so i'm assuming i so Either Grogo survives two Skywalker massacres. Well, they could go two ways with this yeah. one. Is that either one, they stick with it, and Grogu just left before all that shit went down. Yeah, which or, would be like, damn, what was he doing? Because he, yeah. he ages more slowly. So yeah. he's like, he'd presumably still be pretty young when that happens, I would think. He's already 200 yeah. years old, and that happens like 30 years down the road. But, like, like but then it's like, okay, he leaves. Like, 
Like, where does he go? Especially if he's super young still. We never hear about him. Why like, doesn't he ever show Lou doesn't up in the say sequels? anything. Yeah, Lou doesn't say anything about him in, like, the new trilogy either. He's not just obviously like, they didn't know it was going to be a thing. Exactly. So he's but, not just going to be like, hey, my boy. Hey, like, everyone's dead, but I got Grogu in my backpack, so, like, we're good. Yeah. That never um, it's an, or, which is what they might do, end up doing, is just saying, hey, the sequels didn't happen. I hope so. I'm hoping that they just wipe it clean. And I feel like this point is a way better starting off point uh-huh. for the stories they're not, that we can tell. They're not going to denounce the sequel. Because if, they're not going to do that. If they don't, then they have to, what they have to do is to bridge impossible. this gap. It's actually they have, to, they have to explain Snoke and bringing back Palpatine. Like, they're going to have to answer these questions at some point. Mm-hmm. Especially when we get to these bigger stories with, like, uh, Obi-Wan. And Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. I guess not Obi Wan, but um, but like with Ahsoka, um, and the continuation of Mandalorian, it's like, is Ahsoka gonna come across this cloning facility where they were making Palpatine? Like, I guess. Like, I don't know if they're gonna try and explain the sequels, which I, is a scary kind of proposition. It's scary, but they're so bad. It's like, what? Don't don't dirty your hands. That's what I think. That I'm saying. Garbage. We wipe it clean. They're not gonna do that though, dude. Uh, they're like the thing is like they they probably like don't want to you know fuck around with it, but they've got a bunch of you know big execs for Disney saying like, no, we spent a butt ton of money on these three movies. You are going to work them into the story. It could it. Um, I think it might end up. These sequels might end up making these shows worse because the shows are forced to. Because the short, yeah, exactly. Like the sh- the movies may be so bad they ruin the shows. that have to explain them because they're so terrible. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think about? It is crazy. Um, they either have to rise above and be so much better. Unless they the just movies. have giga brain writing. I mean, dude, I can't imagine how you work that shit. <laughs> it, it's so bad, dude. Do you remember my reaction in the third movie when they just threw Palpatine in? It's at the dead speak. Yeah, and exactly. It's at like, the dead speak. Palpatine is back. I'm like, they threw him in the into the intro credits. We didn't even see how it happened. He's just maybe back. now we're gonna have a story about. But that's that's what I'm that's worried so about. Crazy. Like, I do not want to so see shitty. that. And it's like I don't give a shit. Like we already know what happens. And maybe they'll. What I'm kind of hoping is that maybe they just kind of stay away. Like they they keep the time like the time of these shows far enough away from the sequels that, that we don't, don't have to. It. I hope so. But that, that isn't that so shitty. We have like this big dead zone, like a big <laughs> Bermuda triangle of timeline that we can't fuck with. Cause it's just, no one wants to talk about it's just it. It's like barn wasteland. Yeah. Like no one wants to write anything in it. Cause it's so terrible. Mm. They really need to just like say they're not canon. Cause they were so bad. I, anyone with anyone that's not like 12 years old with a brain knows that they're just terrible movies. Um, but it's also, Thinking back on this series, I honestly think that the Mandalorian could end with this episode. Um, I know I they're, they're slated for a season they're slated three, for a season three. But this episode really felt like a conclusion. It felt like the whole mission was to was get surprised. Grogu to a Jedi. Uh-huh. And it's like it seems the like mission's it done. End with that. Yeah. And it's like we could end here. There's a couple more plot threads to keep going, like the dark saber. The dark saber has to go to someone. But they're slated for a season three. I don't know exactly what their plan is. Because, I wonder if it has Yoda to do with was like the whole plan. I wonder. I, I'm not opposed to this. I could see him getting more. I mean, he has to because he's a dark saber. Getting more involved with like um, typical Mandalorian society, and you mm-hmm. know, like meeting them, and like I think joining Bo Katan maybe or something like that, right. and like reestablishing like 
Mandalore as a as a power and everything that could be interesting. I was just thinking it's interesting to me because it feels like the end of a series. It does. Like it could in, the kid it was could everything end here, yeah. and I it would feel satisfying. And I'm also worried that they're going to try and drag out the Mandalorian. Mm. Like, they, you know what they do with shows where they keep adding seasons and then it just gets worse? Yeah, because they're running out of content. Like, it feels yeah. like this was the content. Yeah, this was everything. Unless they come up with something that's interesting, which they could. I think um, I could I could see them doing a third season well, but, man, they got to stop after the third season. Uh, yeah, especially with all these other shows popping up. Dude, oh, dude I'm on, okay, I don't know about you. I Again, I love, like, Star Wars and I, and I love all of Marvel stuff going on, but do you – do you feel like overwhelmed with all the stuff they've I th- announced? I'm worried it's going to be quantity over quality. It, it is so much stuff. Like they got, yeah, they got like Obi Wan, Ahsoka. Um, well, they they saw how popular the Mandalorian was, and they said, "Fuck the movies, yeah. we, we're bagging in on this." I guess. And so they they were going all in on these TV shows. Uh-huh. I really, I really think they're going to get lost in the sauce with the Marvel movies and with the Marvel shows. And I know that's like a different topic. We're not really talking about that, but just like what Disney's doing as a whole where mm-hmm. they're just, I mean, man, they announced a fuck ton of stuff. It's like, how are you going to do all this stuff? Well, and it's almost, it's like overwhelming too. Cause like the average viewer, I feel like doesn't have enough time to watch all these shows. Like as they're right. coming out, it's just like, my God, like it's fucking information overload. Well, There's so much shit. I mean, first of all, Disney plus, needs needs its own content that is a it has because the only thing it has really going is for it is the mandalorian uh-huh. and then old stuff that's true so it's like they need to get content out and for the average viewer i think it's too much mm-hmm. i don't especially if they try much. and like have interweaving storylines between uh-huh. all these shows exactly people are going to get lost it's so much sauce and the difference that's, between that's this, that i'm afraid of interweaving storylines in the show the like, thing man. the difference between this and the marvel movies is like there were like two marvel movies a year mm-hmm. you had time they, to catch your breath in between and like they were huge blockbusters during the summer mm-hmm. you want to go see a movie let's go see a marvel movie yeah everyone saw them Mm-hmm. But with like the main like with Disney Plus and ha- and dropping all these shows is like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you start with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. because that came out first. But like let's say like three years from now, you want to get you're brand new to this whole universe. It's like where do I start? Yeah, where There's do I so start? Much- There's so much shit happening, you know, and it's just like it's just so much content, and especially like as it's being released, it's just like. It just seems way too overwhelming for the average viewer to like keep up with what's happening. And maybe there's some that you just maybe they're not going to do a complete like intersection, no, intersecting be, story. I feel like if you got if you're putting out this much stuff, they have to be like like they're not all going to be connected. Like they there might be. there's like um crazy. there's like the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. which is like a couple characters from the Clone Wars show. Yeah, they're getting their own show. They're I getting heard, their right? own show, yeah. and it's like maybe you could you don't really have to watch that if um, you're only concerned about the live action um, yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. Like you probably got to watch, everyone's going to watch the Obi-Wan show. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to watch the Ahsoka show. Now everyone's going to watch the Boba Fett show. Yeah. And, and then there's more, there's like um, the Rogue Squadron show, which was, it's supposed to be like X-Wing fighters. That sounds so uninteresting. I mean, maybe it could be interesting, but it might be also one of those that you can skip. Yeah. Like if you tell someone, if you want to get in, you can skip that one. Yeah. You know, it's fun if you're a Star Wars fan. It's like the Thor 2, you know, like uh, you skip that. Thor 2. <laughs> That's next episode. That is next episode. But um, definitely an interesting future. 
it i would say that it, i am exponentially more excited for star wars than i was two years ago i agree i thought that she was dead i thought they killed star wars uh, the last few movies and to see the Mandalorian them breathe life into it a little completely bit completely revived star wars for me uh, same here i have i have huge problems with the show i've gone over them um but all in all star wars is back so i i think through the mandalorian it showed that they at least remembered they're that. at least taking the yeah. step in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah um, i felt good I haven't felt as good about a Star Wars show as I did about The Mandalorian until uh, since Rogue One, I'd say. Right. Rogue One was great. And it was just a side deal. And that's another thing. It's like they could – I know they're bringing back Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. but they could really cash in on just people like The Mandalorian, like some nobody bounty hunter going through. And he he has a story that does affect the overall plot, Mm -hmm. but him as a character is not a big deal. Yeah. And like his his own journey is not that big of a deal. Yeah, definitely. But what he does has an effect. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting to see shows like that. And I think it's why mm-hmm. The Mandalorian was so did successful. so well. Yeah, I totally agree. It's not a show about a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I'm worried about. A show about a Jedi might be tough. Uh-huh. I it's going to be tougher than The Mandalorian, I think. Even though The Mandalorian was invincible. Yeah, he was invincible. I just... I, I saw how much they struggled with Ahsoka, and that's what worries me. That mm-hmm. really, really worried me. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I think the Obi-Wan show, I'm definitely more excited for that one. I would say so, That too. one's some, probably the one I'm most excited for. I'm interested to see. I don't know what timeline they're doing that show in. Because Darth Vader's going to be back in it, supposedly. Oh, shit, he Did is? Did you not know that? I didn't. So no. Hayden Christensen who plays Anakin in the prequels. Comes back as Darth Vader. He's coming back. That's Darth dope. Exactly. Oh, shit. Oh. I didn't know you didn't yeah. know that. Wait, wait, wait. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. so is this like like, like soon after episode? We don't know. Or Order 66? We don't know. Oh. We don't know. But another thing is like, why would they cast Hayden just to be back in the suit? Mm-hmm. So we're thinking like there might be like flashbacks with Hayden as Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, like, dude. people don't know be because nice. why would you cast him? Yeah, just you to could put him have, behind a mask. Well, you could have anyone cast him. Like, like then like, again, play his character. Like they like uh, Darth Vader was only voiced by one James Earl Jones by one dude, but he was played by like three or four different people. The original actor of Darth Vader didn't know that they were going to sub his voice out for another person. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, okay, honestly. You could say the same thing about Pedro Pascal as a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like we all saw, oh, Pedro Pascal is going to be the Mandalorian. Yeah, I saw Narcos. He was mm-hmm. badass. Yeah, yeah. But we only really saw his face like three times, mm-hmm. and most of the time we see the Mandalorian, it's like a stunt double in a, in a suit. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. He's doing um, a lot of crazy shit. Like, but like, why would you pay Pedro the to big be bucks? A mask just to when you can pay some face. It's just a stunt. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. It's interesting. They got the money. Disney Disney has fuck you money, man. That's true. Disney they do whatever the fuck they want to do. They can fuck, fucking play, Bar- you know. They can cast Barack Obama as the Mandalorian <laughs> just just because they can. They don't go fuck. But I'm definitely excited for Star Wars. Um, overall, the Mandalorian is a huge success. I think the Mandalorian was extremely successful. The way it ended was phenomenal, and it showed that they could still do it. It could be done. It's not a dead. It's not a dead universe. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's like the best Star Wars ever. It's the best Star Wars we've had in a damn minute, though. But yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It felt like the good shit, the old shit, if, you know? 
I would definitely say like if um, <clears throat> if someone who's newer to Star Wars and they're like, hey, should I watch The Mandalorian? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely great. recommend it. Easy place to jump into as well because yeah. like you, you start from you know you start from home base. You know mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. It's great. Yeah, um, and I don't I don't know. I think it's a huge success mm-hmm. even with its problems. So let, let's so. You know, this is kind of the thing in the first episode we do again. Do you change your rating after the conversation at all? So I rated it as a nine as a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And I think it stays a nine. And like 90% of that is the last episode and mm-hmm. how they handled it. Yeah. Um, it just makes me super excited so, to see. Yeah. Um, but like the stuff with Ahsoka mm-hmm. and the stuff with the Stormtroopers. I'm not really sold on. That's yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it I, it I kind of brings me down a little bit. So yeah. it's not like it's not like peak Star Wars. Yeah, like they're kind of fumbling around a fumbling little around bit. Around a little bit, I agree. But they're definitely taking a step in the right direction. So you so you give so you give it a nine or you're like a fan. That, that is nine. as a fan as as watching the show. Just from maybe, a writing perspective, like just, right, I think it's like a, like a professor, same. like a college professor yeah. looking at the show. Well, I'm trying to think of it as someone who doesn't know Star Wars mm-hmm. or someone who's not a fan of Star Wars, trying to bring people into Star Wars using the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work. Right. Okay. Huh. Um, but I maybe a six or a seven. Okay. I say it's a little higher now that okay. we kind of got talked over it. Okay. Has your rating changed? Um, I would say, okay, see, I don't know we're doing fan ratings. So I would say my, my objective professional rating, uh, I'd probably keep it at like an eight. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. good place for it. Um, I enjoyed watching it. There are problems with it overall though. It kept me really interested. And I think for all the stuff they maybe fumble with or don't do well, they do a lot of really good things as well. You know, for every for every Ahsoka, there is a Boba, and so <laughs> I think I applaud them for that, and it was really good. Now if we're talking about fan rating. I mean, I give that shit like a nine point five because I got to see Luke pull up with his shit and fuck some shit up, it, it and was, that's what I love to see. That was awesome. So it was the writers saying, "Hey, we know what you want, and we're just we're just gonna give it to the you." The last time, so so I remember I remember I remember thinking the last time I felt like that was in Rogue One when Darth Vader showed up and people were scared. And like, I remember Darth Vader like chokes that dude up against the wall and like uses him as a doorknob with his lightsaber. <laughs> like, I remember being like, that is badass. Exactly. Like, and so I felt that way again, seeing Luke. And that's like the sort of Star Wars. That's what that I want so, to feel. That's what I want to feel. So good. So as a fan, 9.5, but from a project- from yeah, an objective standpoint, an eight, I think, in terms of just writing and narrative and how they plan things out, there are certainly issues. Without it, the, a couple of those issues, you know, being bigger things like Ahsoka and stuff, if they had ironed those out, I think it could have easily opened them up for a better score. They had the they had the foundation for mm-hmm. like an easily like nine, you know. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, Star Wars fans and not Star Wars fans mm-hmm. to watch. It's fun to watch. The, the, I mean, it's Disney. And the it's set pieces level, are incredible. It, it looks, looks amazing. It looks great. And it's entertaining. Yeah, Boba Fett's ship is dope. <laughs> Boba Fett's ship is awesome. Don't know how it we works, but man, it's, it's, oh, ship. his ship is awesome. And the, the sonic charge. The part. sonic charge that he used against Obi-Wan. That that Jango used in Obi- against Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in the second prequel. That was such a good throw. Like the sound. I had like Korean flashbacks. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've heard that noise before, man. You know, he used that shit against Obi-Wan. That was awesome. That was really cool. I appreciated that fan service through that. Okay, so we we talked plenty about Star Wars. We didn't really talk about Uncut Gems. 
Um, but let's give our quick review of Uncut Gems since we're out of time. I think it's slightly better than average. I think it's dog shit. You can go without watching it. Uh, I think we both agree that you can skip it. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. Adam Sandler does a great job of playing a terrible character, and it's not enough to tie the whole movie together. Fuck Uncut Gems. It's terrible. It'll, Waste of time. You can watch it. You'll be entertained through it. But just, you'll, you'll also forget it. You will wish you ha- did better things with that time. I, I definitely could have done more productive things after watching that movie. It was terrible. But, yeah. We didn't have time to talk about it, but it's, you know. That is our quick review it's of a movie that can be skipped. It's forgettable. It's so forgettable, we didn't review it. That's what <laughs> I Thanks for listening to the Quality Control Show. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.